Hi guys, welcome back to the Train Brave podcast. I'm Rini McGregor. And I'm Chris Hendy. So today, guys, we are going to be talking about this weird place that we are in presently. Um, obviously, it is a very anxious time, and I know a lot of you are feeling feeling that. You've been in touch. You've got lots of questions. We are going to do our best this afternoon to answer as many as we can. Um, obviously, we're not experts in coronavirus, um, but we're just going to try and give you as many practical suggestions based on what you have asked. Yeah, I think this will be coming from the kind of the coaching point of view. Um, we've both been working obviously all week, um, the last couple of weeks, obviously in the build up to this with our with our, our clients, and obviously we just want to kind of get across about some talk, give you some sort of tips and uh, tricks to kind of get you through this 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 period of time, which. Again, we don't really know how long it's going to go on for. And again, that's where the anxiety is going to be coming from. And I think I really probably agree. Um, I've got some anxiety about this because obviously it's 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 quite open-ended. It's it's new to everyone. Um, but again, we've got to sort of anchor ourselves with those key, those key things that we can take control of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the thing to remember is that everybody is going to feel anxious. Like it is a very uncertain time. Um, obviously some of us struggle with uncertainty a lot more than others. Um, and particularly if you do have, um, difficult relationships with food and training, uncertainty is one thing that, um, does trouble you. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not anxious. We've had many conversations, Chris and I, over the last few days about, you know, what this means for us. Um, but the one thing I will say is that, I always try and think about my response to my thoughts. So at this present time, we don't actually know the answer to any of those questions. So all you can do is remind yourself of that and take one day at a time and remember that this will pass because everything does pass eventually. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like, let's just sit tight. And, you know, that whole very British saying, what was it? Keep a stiff upper, stiff upper lip. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. Keep calm. What is it? Stay. I can't remember. That's it. Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. I mean, guys. We, so we're going to talk about today is kind of, we kind of got to answer a couple of those probably quest, key questions that you're probably going through your mind at the moment. Um, there's a couple of things that have come up with both all of our clients this week that we've kind of actually kind of resonated with and we found that actually both of our sets of clients have probably been thinking the same thing and we have no doubt that you guys have been thinking the same um i think one that i wanted to kind of touch base with you really um was one that i've been kind of bouncing around my head a little bit was kind of does red s make you more susceptible so this is a really important question um I've done a lot of research on this and I've actually spoken to some of my colleagues around this. Now, basically, if you are somebody who has red S and you are underweight um, and your white cell count has been affected, then obviously your immune system is slightly depressed. Um, so potentially you may be at a slightly higher risk. Um, so I think you do need to be really mindful about that. Also, if you are underweight, one of the key things about being underweight and not eating sufficiently is that your core temperature will probably be actually lower normally than standard kind of temperature. So the problem with that is, is that you may not necessarily be picked up as someone who's got a fever because if your temperature goes to normal and it's usually a little bit below normal, people won't necessarily see that as you've got a temperature. So I guess you need to be really mindful of that because obviously one of the symptoms of coronavirus is a fever um, and yours might not be necessarily as high 
as as it should be because you're starting at a lower point. Mm. So what I would say is, is that please don't panic. Um, you know, everybody has a certain susceptibility to, to getting coronavirus. We know that it's, it's, it's spreading really fast. We know that it's easy to, um, you know, to, it, it's easy to transmit. So I think just be careful as do everything we've been told to do, wash your hands, you know, um, stay away from people if you can, do the social distancing thing, um, work from home as much as possible, all the things that we've been told to do by the NHS. And if you are if you still don't know, go to the NHS website. There's some really, really good um, guidelines on there on what we should all be doing right now to keep safe. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, looking at the state of state of affairs, I mean, we're looking at the shops at the moment, you know, the, the supermarkets, um, obviously this whole thing of this mass, mass kind of, buying and and certain certain regular foods not being available um how do you think that's affecting people yeah so obviously a lot of my clients have been in touch um very very panicky about not being able to get the foods that they normally eat um and i understand that's really hard like you know when you have an eating disorder you are very regimented with what you eat um you know, you do like routine and if you can't get hold of stuff, you tend to then not eat rather than eat something different. Um, all I can say is that at this precise moment, it is going to be difficult possibly probably to get the things that you always eat and you're going to have to have some sort of contingency plan. I know this sounds a little bit dismissive, but one thing I would say is you could use it to your advantage. Like one of the things about recovering from an eating disorder is that you have to challenge your mindset and you have to challenge your behaviors and you have to step out of your comfort zone. And this situation is actually giving us a really good reason to step out of your comfort zone. So if you can't get the foods you normally eat, then try and get something as similar as possible. Use it as an, use it as a, as a reason to challenge yourself. And you know what, like, you know, Nobody wants to maintain an eating disorder because while it might make you feel safe, we know it's more of an existence than actually living. So maybe this period of time could be of benefit to you. Mm. Half glass full kind of mentality where you kind of, instead of seeing the, the dark side of it, kind of flip it and kind of, right, let's challenge myself. Let's see the positives here and yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one thing I always say to the people I work with is that, you know, often again, going back to that uncertainty, Often individuals see uncertainty immediately as as something anxious, as something negative, mm. like, you know, something catastrophic is going to happen. But actually, if you can challenge that, and it's something that I try and do is, is kind of be comfortable with that space of uncertainty. Because actually, in my life, in my experience, especially in the last few years, I've definitely found that actually, probably more often than not, uncertainty has led to really good opportunity. So if you can change your mindset and not always see uncertainty as something that should be as a threat, you actually can can sort of like move forward through it and be comfortable with that space. My mind's kind of reeling a little bit because I'm thinking about my own business. I'm thinking about business at the moment because obviously a lot of independent business owners are in that position where they're kind of there's a lot of anxiety around how long this is going to go on for and with people obviously social distancing being a gym being like being a coach like there's a lot of people obviously we're making a lot of calls at the moment to not bring people in and do a lot more kind of Skype work um, a lot more remote training but yeah I'm just thinking like how you have to you have to flip your mindset. You have to flip the make your mindset because you know anxiety will envelop you and it will take over you and become fear. And you know you just you just go deep, deeper and darker down that rabbit hole kind of thing. And I think it's just 
you've got to take control of what you know you can take control of um speak to people talk to people you know talk work your way through it and again yeah that's i'm again i'm talking from being a business owner and seeing the positives working i'm now working a lot more remotely with a lot of my clients i actually I get we get we get some great results from working like that. We have been doing that for a number of years, but even um, I'm for now I'm actually even refining things even more. So we're doing a lot more remote uh, remote stuff at the moment, and I'm kind of seeing it as more of a challenge as how I can improve you know, improve that over the next two, three, four weeks. So yeah, I'm trying you know flip flip the coin a little bit in your mind and take the posi- take the positives where you can. Yeah, definitely. Always think about your response because fundamentally. You can either go down that response of, oh my God, this is the end of the world and go into panic mode, which is only going to make you feel rubbish. Or you can go, do you know what? We might not know what the answer is right now, but actually what I do know is ABC. In my case, I know that I have lots of friends who I can keep in contact with over FaceTime. I have, you know, I, I can stay, I've got a, a roof over my head so I can stay safe. You know, like think about the things that you do, you know, you do have. So think about that. Obviously, we're, say we're a social, um, we're isolating ourselves at the moment. So we're at home, mm. we're, in our, we're in our flat, we're in our, you know, our apartment, we're in a house, we're with, we're with our family and friends, hopefully, or we might even be on our own. Um, what kind of, I mean, structure and routine is going to be pretty important here, I think, isn't it? Like, you know, you want to be getting into some, it's going to be healthy to kind of have a, have a routine, do you think? Definitely. And if you're working from home, so obviously I'm starting to work from home from tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that does scare me about working from home is obviously I've done it previously. And one of the things that I did struggle with was having a boundary, like knowing when to stop work. And no, it was my downtime. And I used to find myself just working continually thinking, oh, I'll just do that. And I'll just make that call and I'll just finish that email. So what I would say is definitely like think about going to work, even if you're working from home. So don't sit in your pajamas, although it might feel really kind of uh, comforting. Get up, make your coffee, have your breakfast have the shower get dressed up if you're going to work make sure you take breaks take a lunch break like just because you're at home it doesn't mean that you can just keep working through like they were the things I had to put into practice myself when I used to work from home before I came into the clinic and I would say that's really important get some fresh air like at the moment we're allowed to go outside you know even if it's just standing out in your garden for 10 minutes you know like get some fresh air listen to music listen to the podcasts, you know, whatever it is you need to do, make sure you take regular breaks. Um, can, we know, say, can we say writing things down, like write a plan for the day kind of, you know, like, you know, actually be, be visual with it, actually take, take like, well, be practical about it, write things down, plan it out. Absolutely. And something else to help with anxiety. So again, something I make a lot of my clients do when we, when I start working with them is to think about a headline for the day. So what I mean by that is, is like, in this situation, it could be that your headline is, you know, be kind to yourself or, 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 or try and maintain a calm mind. And then what you do with that headline is that you, you have that in front of you, like you have it in a post-it note or something, you know, on your computer, on your desk, wherever it is, and you just make sure you're checking in and you're doing it. And I always get them to also think about that at the end of the day, like, did you maintain it? If not, it's not about beating yourself up. It's like, what were the barriers and how can you change it tomorrow? We've just found out, obviously, I think the schools are closing, aren't they? Yes. So I'm, I'm just thinking about the mums and dads out there who are pro- probably working from home as well. Yes. And there's this that kind of... me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm just thinking, I was just driving driving back here and I was thinking that that dynamic 
it's just, it's just compounding. You know, this is another another variable now they're going to have to consider. Hence, probably why they held off doing this for so long because mm. they knew it was going to be this. Everyone's going to find themselves at home, isolated. You know, it, it, you can, you, just by saying it, you can kind of almost feel that building pressure of it. So, again, take control, structure your day, think about what you know, the, what proactive things you can do be doing. It's meant to be an amazing week of weather next week. Um, there's meant to be quite a lot of sunshine. So get out, you know, like plan the day, structure your day. You know, it's, all, it's those sort of things we really want to be thinking about. Yeah, definitely. And and I think also, you know, I mean, I know one of the things I'm going to struggle with the most, obviously I've got teenagers. So one of the things I'm going to struggle with the most is keeping them close to home. Um, mm. But it's trying to get them to understand the kind of consequence potentially them moving around too much you know we do have to take the social distancing in you know we do have to take it seriously like if we if we want this to be over we kind of need to follow what we're being told to do um other people's behavior mm. sort of you know when we're in these environments we know we're going shopping um i was in the shop the other day did my shop on friday afternoon i, I had to do my normal shop but it was you hysteria kind of creates more hysteria like you know you're i went in there quite placid kind of like just composed next thing i know i'm kind of thinking should i be doubling up and everything and i was like no 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 come on like just play it smart you know play it straight you know you're good we're good you know but you know that kind of the emotion side of things that kind of builds when you're around other hysterical people or not so, it's not so much hysterical but when there's that air to it i think you were mentioning today you were at sainsbury's i think oh my god yeah i went to the supermarket on sunday again just to do a normal shop like nothing i wasn't going to buy all the toilet paper i was just doing a normal shop and i i walked in firstly i drove in and there was road rage in the car park and i was like do you know what it's fine you take the space i don't need it it's fine it's not the end of the world i will find another one and then um i couldn't even get couldn't even get down half the aisles because there were so many trolleys and so many people like just basically literally not joking just kind of like armfuls of rice and armfuls of pasta and like I appreciate people are panicking I think that the one that made me laugh the most was somebody counting the number of bananas she was going to need for I don't even know what one a day two a day yeah I, I have what, no what idea there, no I? idea so like I understand people are worried that we're going to run out of food but one thing I will say about this whole situation is is that the we do know that supermarkets have actually been planning as in from a contingency point of view they've been planning for pandemics for years they have had run-throughs of this they know what they're doing I guess fundamentally the biggest issue for them is actually going to be staff rather than actual food so there will be enough food for people i promise well i can't promise that actually but i'm sure there'll be enough food for people um but also you need to be creative with your food like i did an interview yesterday with um men's health and they were asking me like well what can we do what can we cook what and it's things like do you know what the things to stock up on probably are things like frozen fruit and veg you know um eggs um, like potatoes, rice, pasta. I know you, again, you don't need to, to don't need six packets each. Just, just, you know, enough one, two packets each is absolutely fine. Um, and you just need to be a bit creative. It's a good time. Again, use it as an opportunity. Loads of time to you think know? about it. <laughs> all these, all those times when you say, I haven't got enough time to think about what I'm going to cook. Actually, you've probably got loads of recipe books. Be creative. Open one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of them are just nice bookends, aren't they? I think. Oh, yeah, shelf mine ends. just look nice. I don't really open them that often. They've got <laughs> loads of dust on them. So no, it's it's a really. I, I, do you know what? That's another way of um, combating anxiety. Be creative. I mean, you know, like in this 
I, I know a lot of you are going to be heading straight to Netflix or the internet, but you know, be creative. You know, like you know, put a pen in your hands, paint. I don't know what you know, whatever that is. But you know, there's a lot of creative people out there who, who used to be creative, um, and now's a pretty good good opportunity in the next week or two when you're if you're if you're at home to start doing something you maybe have, haven't done in a long time. I write a blog. Like that's yeah, what I that's do. Yeah, still work there, really. Like, no, 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 no. As in, not a work blog. It's a very personal blog. Oh, really? I don't share it with people. See, I, I again, I, I never knew this. So <laughs> yeah. that's uh, another. So I write a fact. blog, and it's how I order my thoughts. So, okay. um, yeah, you won't find it, by the way, if you're looking for it. Yeah. But yeah, I write a blog. Really? Yeah, just at night before I go to bed, it's kind of like just an easy well, like way. A, like, a, like a mind, like a mind journal, or like a. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I do every single journal. day, but it's like when you know life gets a bit manic for whatever reason. Just organize and your thoughts a little bit. Helps me to organize. Nice. It helps me to think things through. It also shows me how far I've come, which is why I like it because it kind of. It's basically something I started when I when I went through my divorce and it's just kind of carried on because it was one of those things that I wanted to to just I didn't want to capture my divorce, but I just wanted to capture my process and journey through it. And it's really nice actually sometimes to read back and go, wow, OK, I was feeling really, really rubbish mm. and now I don't feel so rubbish. Again, that's probably another thing that you could I mean, that's another great way of, of kind of organizing your anxiety I mean, just working your way through it being that's a logical approach to anything, isn't it? Like kind of writing down what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? Again, what what can I take control of here? Actually, I've, I've you know making you realize actually you've probably got it pretty good. You're you know yeah. you're in a house, you've got family around, you've got friends around, you've got food in food in your cupboards, food in your fridge. You, you know electricity you, you're all good you know but you know just take control of those simple things yeah and I think again just just on that you know on that is that like fundamentally um a lot of you particularly if you've got issues the reason why you often want to contain and restrict your intake and run away from your problems through exercise is because you don't want to experience you don't want to experience those uncomfortable feelings of uncertainty, those uncomfortable feelings of how you perceive yourself. Um, and I guess that was one of the reasons I wanted to write the blog, because I wanted to experience my emotions. I wanted to experience the fact that I was going through quite a tough time. Um, and actually through writing, obviously writing's my thing, as we all know, it's what I do. You don't have to write. You could write, a, you could sing a song or do a dance or whatever it is you want to do, paint a picture. But what I'm saying is that we do need to experience our emotions because if you don't experience them, they will just build. Um, and, and it is uncomfortable. But again, like everything else, it passes. Mm. So one of the things that obviously a lot of you have been in touch about is this, how do I stay fit? How do I keep moving? Um, what do I do? You know, like, how do I manage my anxiety and my guilt about sitting more? I guess, like, just to kind of, one thing I'd say about this before I'm going to hand over to Chris, because I think this is your kind of area in terms of movement and exercise. But one thing I'd say is, firstly, you're making an assumption you're going to sit more, right? Because actually you might not to be fair. Um, secondly, our bodies still need fuel, right? Just because you're not doing your normal routine of whatever it is, your, your gym session or, or whatever, your, your spinning class, or whatever it is that you can't do right now, that actually doesn't use as much energy as you think it does. The majority of energy re we require actually comes from staying alive, which we all have still got to do. So, you still need food. You still need to look after yourselves. You don't need 
to earn your food. Remember, like, again, I know a lot of you have issues with this and this is why it's creating so much anxiety because it's kind of like you've lost, you're losing something that you think you need to earn food, but you don't. Like, we need food, full stop. And, you know, again, we don't know how long this is going to last, but there are, lots of, there are lots of different ways you can stay fit, right? There's lots of different ways you can keep moving and keep active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what really you're saying there is super important because where I'd be going with this, obviously, is we all need to, tra- like, we all have, like, a lot of people listening, we'll have an, you know, and training is an anchor for you. You know, it's, it's kind of what keeps you sane to a certain degree. It certainly is for me. Like, you know, mm. I need to train a couple of times a week, at, at least, if, you know, just to kind of stay... But, and obviously with that change of environment, loss of environment, so you, you've lost that kind of rhythm of going to the gym or going to the pool or going to the track, you know, you, it, 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 it kind of feels like you've, you're losing something, but you have to, you can't just stop eating or, you, you know, you, you're still, your body's still going to be running at that high frequency. It's still going to be, you know, burning through those calories, whether, whether, we, whether you're at a track or not. So, you know, in the sense that you're still going to be, you need, you need that fuel. So, but in terms of, taking taking control and taking something actually staying proactive in this time there's loads of options guys it really is like in, if you have the you, you could have a space two meters by two meters you know in your bedroom in your living room in your kitchen you could easily be putting putting some um some a nice little session together whether it's working on your mobility your flexibility you just have a nice little dynamic warm-up routine then moving into some basic resistance band work where you're working on glutes upper back and then you're going into like some basic strength work doing some single leg uh, doing three to four sets five to ten reps single leg squats you could be doing some you can be doing some goblet squat holding the holding your your uh, your your, anim, your pets or your uh, your child across your across your shoulder across your lap um across your arms and just going down into sets of 10 10 to 15 squats so there's so many things that you could be doing in terms of being proactive about you know getting some good work done and kind of getting your fix as it were um but yeah i think in terms of taking control like again it's I would also be thinking about getting outdoors, going for a walk, like the strength side of things. I think we can easily solve that. And that's something we, uh, we, we obviously work hard at mm. with our home training with uh, strength and endurance. But at this time, I think fresh air is, an, is a big, going to be a big one for us. Well, I want to say spending time with people, phoning people, maybe um, skyping people, maybe we we have we have a lot of luxury now with things like being able to just Facebook people and FaceTime people. So, you know, human interaction is a big one. So, yeah, the the training is going to be there, and I'm I'm more than happy to talk more about that. But I also think at this time it's also that. mental side of things and i don't think people are talking about that enough no right? i think we spoke about this earlier didn't we is that obviously we we know that obviously there's the physical effect of the the virus but my my biggest concern is because i'm seeing it through all my clients like i've 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 spent quite a lot of evenings over the last five six days on skype till quite late talking to people because they're very very anxious and i get that and that's my job and that's what i will do and i will continue to support you as much as i can over this period of time um but mental health i think is going to take um a bit of a hammering and it's something i've worried about like i said to you didn't i like i'm not going to be coming into the clinic i love working here because in between clients, I get banter, I get a chance to offload, I get a chance to have a laugh and have a joke, do a pull up occasionally so in between. Funny. But like, it is like, that's really important for me. Like it's, it, I need that social interaction. And obviously, you know, I, I'm not going to have that working from home. So 
one of the things I've already done is, is spoken to a lot of my uh, friends and, and, and obviously um, my, my support group, my support and said, I need to do FaceTime. I need, I need like those quick fixes because mm. otherwise I will, I will struggle. The other thing I was going to say is in terms of fitness, like it doesn't have to be organized. Have some fun. Like I, believe it or not, the girls and I will often on a Friday night get Alexa going, get a bit of dance music and mm. we'll dance around our kitchen. And you know what? It's brilliant bonding time for, for the girls and I just to have a laugh and to take the mickey out of each other's dancing. But you know what? It gets our heart rate up. We have a laugh and it makes us feel like you know, we're together. Mm. So you don't always have to do an organized like run or, you know, a strength session or whatever. Just, just, just have a laugh. Go and if you've got a garden, I don't, but if you've got a garden, um, play football, yeah. like, you know, do some hopscotch, like <laughs> just go back to basics. Like if you've got a hula hoop, do that. Like just have some fun with it. Like fundamentally we have to make the most out of this really difficult situation and we need to make it lighthearted somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, I mean, there are those, um, I'm going to be like devil's advocate. I'm going to say there's some, there's some people out there who obviously have races canceled at the moment. Well, let's say everyone has had their races canceled. Yeah, me included. There's, there's, <laughs> there are many. So I'm going to flip it a little bit and say, look, there's some, there's some, obviously there's a lot of people out there who, who are goal oriented, who want, you know, they, you know, they've had something they've been looking forward to for a long time. They, that's now been taken, taken away from them. Um, they're kind of chomping at the bit to get some work done. What do they, I mean, I've had questions like asking me what to do with it, what to do with that fitness. You know, should I bank it? Should I try and do something with it? And you know what? It's up to it's it's down to you. Like, I mean, if you can, if you feel like you feel feeling good and you want to go for it, you know, go for an adventure. Like, find a find a trail and go for it. You know, like use that fitness. You know, there's nothing stopping you at the moment to just just, just disappear into the up and up into the hills for for 20k or whatever. But so don't be afraid to use that fitness um, until they tell us not to. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in terms of like the mindset behind it, like just bank it. Like if you're healthy, you're fit. You've you know you you know just enjoy that fitness. What I will say is that we do know that a certain amount of physical activity does actually boost your immune system. So, you know, you want to do and try and keep a little bit active. Please don't be heroic. Please don't try and overcompensate because all that does is actually put your immune system into more stress. And we want to keep you well and healthy. So, yeah, definitely. Like I know my all my races have been cancelled um, at the moment and I, I am quite fit at the moment. Um, but... I've also, again, thought about it and gone, do you know what? I've actually fundamentally, I've really enjoyed the process of my training. And you know what? Most people, like, don't they always say that? Like, it's the journey, not yeah. the actual, the actual, not the race is disappointment, but it's like, it's sometimes it's actually, you enjoy the process and then the actual outcome is, yeah, it's yeah. something, but it's like often not the actual, the main, the, the enjoyable part. So. Yeah. So from that reason, I'm just going, okay, well, you know, it, to be honest, guys, it is a first world problem not being able to race, yeah. to be fair. Um, and you're healthy, you're fit, you're yeah. strong. You're probably, you know, like if you are, if you, if you literally are peaking and then, and you're fit and you're, you're all fit for it, guys, seriously, just strut around, like feel good for it. Enjoy it because, you know, like, um, you know, potentially like we, you know, it's, it, you're going to have another race in no, you know, in a very short amount of time, it will, you know, end of, end of the summer, you'll be back, back racing probably. So yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and just kind of, again, it's, it's, it's just how you take your, sp how you put your spin on it really. Like, yeah, a lot of us enjoy racing. We have adventures. 
it's all there. It's still there. It's just not right now. That's yeah. all. So yeah, I think guys, if those of you are, are struggling with it, reach out to a, you know if you've got a coach, speak to them. Um, you know if you have, if you're looking for that more of a guidance in terms of kind of just kind of trying to channel channel your that fitness whilst you are at home. You know, like getting on the turbo, getting on you know getting on the bike. You know, there's there's there are options that you can kind of channel that. So get in touch with one of us or yeah. get in touch with your coach. Like speak to someone about it, and uh, we can get organize organize your uh, your program a little bit more i'm quite excited because you're doing something quite novel aren't you i've got no idea what you're gonna do these zoom oh sessions. yeah 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 so obviously uh, sorry i'm thinking what oh, my <laughs> mind was reeling there thinking what, what is she talking about yeah no so we obviously we we've We've obviously on our we've got an online platform, so we we've always had we've always recorded group sessions and individual sessions, so people can train from home. Um, they got home home training sessions and um, and gym based sessions too. Um, but we because of our members, obviously a lot of our members can't get in at the moment. Um, some are self isolated. Some are actually marooned in different countries. Yeah. I don't know. A, a few of you, I'm sure, a lot of you have probably got similar stories but um yeah we want to obviously make, make keep them engaged keep them um, involved as members so we're doing these kind of live uh, zoom uh, sessions where you know people can just can just log in and just train alongside us so we'll me and a couple of the other coaches will be in, in the gym um maybe with a few clients who's uh, who's left next week um and then we're we're going to go through some home-based minimal equipment-based sessions really just trying to make sure that everyone's kind of doing something but also just not doing something too excessive because obviously in this day and age we can you can pluck anything off the internet and some of you you know we want to make sure that people aren't just wildly going about training you know, their training and just hoping it's the right thing to be doing or, or doing something they've never done before so with our guys we want to make sure that they're being kind of just looked after so um again something that you, um if you guys want to head over to our facebook page strength for endurance where we're doing some live stuff on there um some of it's going to be rehab based a lot of it's going to be just fitness based stuff so just getting stronger upper body lower body um so yeah get, come over cool so one other thing that a lot of you have been um, getting in touch about for m with me is obviously while many of you um, struggle with undereating, there are a few of you that do struggle with overeating. And some of you have kind of said, like, how do I cope with, again, being at home, food being available, obviously the boredom, like, Grazing. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah um, how am I going to cope with that? What I would say is this goes back to what we were saying earlier is, is have a routine um, make sure you're eating regularly. Like, again, please don't cut back because you think, well, I'm at home and I'm not doing as much and I'm not moving as much. You know, eat regular meals and make sure they're balanced so you've got your complex carbs, your protein, your essential fats, your vegetables, your fruit. Like, keep keep it balanced. Try not to keep gaps longer than four hours. We know that that um, obviously um, actually reduces your sugar level and is then you're more likely to make those poorer choices but the biggest problem with with individuals when they we go into this kind of cycle of overeating is they tend to restrict their intake during the day and then it comes to the evening and actually the body is basically wanting to achieve energy balance the body's always trying to achieve energy balance and so then what happens is you do end up probably making those poorer choices you're fat you're sat in front of the tv maybe you're not really thinking you're eating mindlessly um then Obviously, the guilt creeps in. You start to feel, un, un, you know, kind of uncomfortable about what you've done. So then the next day you go back into, am I going to over-exercise or I'm going to over-restrict? And the whole thing starts again. So the key thing I'm going to say to you guys is don't over-restrict. Don't try and under-eat. 
just eat regular meals like you would normally. Make sure you have time, like give yourself the space and the time to enjoy meals. Again, if there's more of you around the house, maybe make it more of a family occasion. Like I know we keep saying it, but we have to make the best of this situation. So if that means connecting more with your family, go for it, like enjoy it. Can we say, I mean, does, do you do much sort of food prep? Like, is it, I mean, even though you're at home, it would probably be some benefit in maybe thinking ahead for the next day and yeah. like not get, taking away the stress, especially if you've got kids running around the house, like thinking ahead, planning ahead, doing some basic food prep. So you've got stuff to reach for in the fridge. I don't know, cook a whole chicken. And so like, I'm going to break it down. And so and then you can literally pick at that chicken and we'll have it for lunch, have it for, for a second dinner, you know, things just be thinking ahead. So you know that you've, Definitely. I mean, I did that yesterday. I worked from home actually yesterday and in between, like I had 10, 15 minutes between clients and I was chopping veg and I actually made um, a sausage casserole, which went in the oven. So while I was talking to clients, it was, it was there in the, it was cooking away. And then by the time I'd finished, it was ready so we could all eat and actually we still got enough for tonight. So that was two meals. And that's, and that's reducing anxiety because obviously you're not coming home to having to finish like you have to cook. So again, if you're all, you know, if you're at home, for the next two weeks, don't just keep putting it, putting that pressure on yourself to have to cook the next meal because that's a stress in itself. So, you know, think ahead. Think, you know, on that on that one night when you've on that couple, you've got a couple of hours. Think three, six, nine meals ahead, and think, okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna work through this? So yeah, plan ahead. So guys, I think um, the last question I want to answer, and it's it's it does worry me that this came through, but I feel like it needs to be addressed. Is the there was a couple of you, a few of you, not a couple, a few of you who are asking, what's the point? What's the point in recovery? Um, because it feels like there's nothing to recover for. And I appreciate that's, you know, maybe you're obviously not in a very, very happy headspace at the moment, but there's always a point to recover because you're worth recovering for. Um, and I think it's probably not one to really go into on the webs on on the podcast um i think i would suggest that if you're in that place it's probably better to contact me directly and um let's maybe have a conversation off air because that that does worry me that that's how you feel and you shouldn't be feeling like that at a time like this mm. at all um everybody should carry on as they were prior to this situation occurring so you know if recovery was important to you then whether that was eating disorder recovery um recovery from amenorrhea it's still important there is still going to be a life beyond this yeah for sure you know if you've got that training goal that training goal is still going to be there that race is still going to do it that race will be there in 2021 so you know, like yeah. it's you know it's, it's going to be there so yeah yeah so guys right that was episode 10 which brings us to the end of series one. So we're going to have a short break. And as long as the world doesn't end, which I don't think it will. So. No, we will be back with series two. Um, please, please continue to review us. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you want to hear in series two. We've got our own ideas. We've got some, you know, we actually want to bring some guests on. So if there's anybody in particular you want to hear from, yeah. anything in any particular topics you're interested in, let us know. Um, we will start recording probably in three to four weeks, depending on what's going on <laughs> and how we manage the social distancing. <clears throat> but we will be back. Um, and we have been so grateful for all your support. Um, 
we're actually overwhelmed by the support, aren't we, Chris? Yeah, and I, I was just thinking my favourite episodes have been these Ask Train Brave, yeah. you know, the, the questions, I think, because they give so much more substance to, like, to the podcast. You know, uh, we could talk about, you know, we could talk about what we do all day long, but actually, actually put it put it out there and actually answer your questions. That's gold for us. So please keep asking us those, those questions, whether it's training, nutrition, lifestyle. We, you know, this is kind of what we love we yeah. love to do and if we know that somebody that person's on the other end of the of the of the uh of the headphones there or um it just means a lot more to us yeah one thing i would request though if you're asking questions or you want to hit you know you want us to respond please either send your questions to my personal instagram which is r underscore mcgregor or to the strength for endurance instagram please don't send it over to the train brave um instagram because at the moment nobody's manning that um and i I don't have time to do that as well as my job, as well as create all these resources for you guys. So um, if you want me to respond, ask me directly. Um, so for now, please, please, please stay safe. Um, take care and we will be back. Yeah, guys, um, I hope the next couple of weeks go well for you. Uh, share these podcasts because we've um, we're getting a, you know, we've got some great reviews coming in, but we'd love for you guys to keep sharing this in this time. Um, and we'll look forward to speaking to you next time.